Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Lios Enchim Anyavu. Greetings, everyone. May the Creator bless you all. And welcome to my podcast, The Good Do E Medicine Podcast. I'll be your host, Pete Rodriguez. All my native people stand Hey guys, thank you for tuning into the podcast. First and foremost, thank you so much for subscribing and listening. On this episode, we have Mr. Frank Kitchen. He's the founder of Frank Kitchen Enterprises. He's also an author. He has a couple of books. And he joins us here today on the Good to Eat Medicine podcast. He's also done a lot of work for Indian Country and for the Yaki Nation. So today he's going to talk about leadership, of course, motivation, legacy, teamwork, health and wellness, of course, and fulfilling your dreams. And he also has a special surprise at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned to the end of the podcast. A little surprise for you guys, for the listeners. Frank, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, This is going to be episode, I believe, 20. Welcome to episode 20. That's going to be a big milestone for us. But um, tell me a little bit um, about yourself really quick. And also, what do you have going on? I know we had this whole pandemic thing that's happening right now, but it seems for me, it seems like I'm really, really, really busy, a lot busier than I've, I've been prior to this whole thing going on. But um, yeah, let me know. What, what do you have going on? I know yeah, like you a said, bit yeah, as you said, yeah, we we are we are definitely busy. And I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, my okay. my name is my name is Frank Kitchen. Uh, I am titled as a motivational speaker. But, you know, I, I tell me who people, I am a business owner of a professional development company, Frank Kitchen Enterprises, and one of my services is motivational speaking. But a uh, short story uh, quickly is uh, I've been dreaming about being a speaker for years, and about five years ago, I got called in by my boss to a Panera Bread company, and I thought I was going in for a promotion or a raise, and I got handed my pink slip. <laughs> I, got, I got laid off. And it was Father's Day weekend, and I had to go. Oh no! You know, yeah, I had to go explain to my wife, who was you know seven months pregnant. You know, I had a two-year-old son. I had to explain, hey, I was like, I don't have a job, you know, anymore. I've got this big dream of being this professional speaker, and we're off to my in-laws that weekend. I had to go talk to my father-in-law too to be like, hey, guess what? I want to be a professional speaker, and uh, your daughter, you know, you know, she's pregnant, and we have no job, no money. What's going on? So the the funny piece about it is now, as I look back five years later, is. Uh, I speak on this thing talking about living fresh and Uh essentially living fresh is just a recipe on how to maximize your potential and turn that big dream into reality. So when I got pushed up against the, uh, the, the corner there, my last name is kitchen and I got hungry. You know, I had, I was forced to turn this big dream of being a professional speaker into reality. And even now, as you said, as we go into this whole, you know, this COVID, you know, crisis right now, um, a lot of people are really stressed out about it and, you know, I've got stress too. Mm-hmm. But I told people having a two-year-old son, a pregnant wife, and wondering how you're going to pay the bills almost prepares you for what we're going through right now. So just like you, I, I have been busier. I've, I've had my you know spring slate of speeches and performances, you know, quote pushed back or wiped clean. I was supposed to be actually hanging out with you this week. I was supposed to be down there, you know, That's at right. the yeah, I was supposed to be down, you know, speaking with uh, everybody there in, your, in the community. 
But um, it's just given time where, you know, a lot of us have talked to God saying, hey, you know, if I only had more time, well, guess what? We all have this time now to, you know, really, once again, just maximizing our potential of time. And it's a case of how are we using our time or our talents or our treasures to really get to where we're going. So just like you, I, I've, I've been, you know, busier now, just rebranding, creating more content. I'm on the interviews with you. I've got more interviews this week. Uh, it's just been a time of just... Uh, really just developing a really good foundation. I know you're really big about talking about health foundation, but it's just been like, right. okay, building a really good foundation. So once this time clears up, you know, it's ready to get back to action. Right. Right. And for our listeners, uh, we did invite Frank over to, uh, here in Tucson to the Bosque tribe. We had, we're going to, we're going to host our very first Ted talk type event called the talking tree. So that's coming up. It was postponed. It wasn't canceled. So hopefully in the next couple months, uh, We'll reschedule that event. And just a quick teaser, that one is going to be about legacy. The legacy. Yeah, mm-hmm. creating a legacy. So that's going to be really exciting. So that's our first one we're going to bring to the tribe. So be on the lookout for that one. But um, yeah, like you said, um, I really like what you're doing out there. And I can see your posts and you're active a lot on a lot of people are turning to these type of videos, uh, virtual videos like Zoom, WebEx. Um, what's the other one? Microsoft uh, meeting teams. So yeah. maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Do you do you find yourself using those more? I know I used actually all three this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's been it's been Facebook Live. Uh, we're doing Zoom right now. Zoom has been a big one also. But uh, the case is we have all this technology. You know, we're one click away from anybody. Right. So we, we we don't have any excuses not to connect. So you know, I did a virtual webinar where I had several okay. people there from the. Um, you know, from the Yaki who came in to, to watch where I go, hey, what's my chance to keep people motivated here? So I've been on videos. I've brought in other speakers and business owners where I joke around and said, hey, we're being at the kitchen table. But anytime when we sit around a kitchen table, so when people really communicate and conversate. So we got several people together and we just start to, you know, bump ideas on how to keep our businesses afloat. Uh, Facebook Live, just showing people what's going on. So with the, the video piece, we're, we have the ability to still, quote, you know, be ourselves and, you know, we're not there right in front of each other, but we still have the ability right now, like you said, to have a conversation where I can call into family and we can celebrate, you know, Easter just passed. Uh, you know, I can share information. I can coach people. Even right now, you and I are recording this. So I've actually recorded videos and popped up videos online. So it's funny when you have all your creature comforts stripped away, it's amazing how more creative or resourceful that you get. Right. So I've actually become just, if you say more creative, it's like, oh, okay. You still have an opportunity. You still have to, you know, I still have to work with clients. I still have to go on interviews. Well, how do you do it? Let's use technology. It's pretty simple. We got all these cameras everywhere. We got to use them. We use Microsoft Teams, but um, outside of work, we've been using WebEx. Okay. Um, this is not a plug, I mean, for, no. for those, but I really, really like WebEx and our team really likes them as well. We've had a little group meetings up to six or seven people. And like you said, we have to adapt and get creative. I had to actually show our colleagues how to use this new technology. And hopefully it's something, something uh, you know, once everything's back to, I guess, normal, we can continue using this technology um, to have. I mean, it's not, it's better, not, not as, not to say that's it's going to replace being in person or speaking, no. but uh, I think it's a really useful tool. 
Yeah, it's, like you said, it's it's a tool, and the the more tools we can have our tool belt, the the more you know productive we can we can be. So as you said, everybody's going to find their different form of what they like. As you said, you weren't plugging one or the other because I've right. seen people who use Google Hangouts, or you know, oh. I'm an Apple person, so my kids have FaceTime all their grandparents this weekend just to say mm-hmm. you know happy happy Easter. So it's just out there. It's just something else that you can offer. Like so, for even for me, I I'm used to working with people in person, but for me and many of my colleagues were saying, well, hey, we offer virtual programming now too. So I can do a program there in person or for the groups, whether right now we have the COVID crisis, so it's, it's easier to do video because we can't have a lot of people together. But in the future, it's allowed opportunities to where I can, you know, actually quote Zoom in or, you know, Microsoft in or Facebook in. I can face, you know, jump in and, you know, do, still do I do. So I had a group last year where I had to go to, I didn't go to Wisconsin, but it was a group of young entrepreneurs in high school uh-huh. and college and they wanted to become business owners. And I did a virtual keynote and the part that they really loved was my kids were a part of the keynote. So I had my two kids there were explaining about what it's like to be an entrepreneur and they got to truly see it. And normally they wouldn't be able to come, they'd see a picture, but they got to see my kids interact on the video. So it, it's something we're all going to get used to. It's just going to be, you know, quote, another option for the people who are saying the world's changing i mean we used to have newspaper and then from newspaper we had radio and then from radio we had movies and then from the movies we went to television and from television we went to the internet but if you think about it they're all still there we got people get stuff to the internet now on their phones people still go to the movie theater well not right now but people go to the movie theaters you know people still listen to stuff on the radio we got radio and satellite it's just another you know tool as you said for us to consume content right speaking of that content i know you've done some um some things for the tribe. I work here at the Bosque Tribe, and maybe you could talk about that. We, we're definitely going to have you back for our Talking Tree event that's coming up. But maybe you could talk about, or even I know you work throughout the nation, actually mm-hmm. the world. Maybe you could talk about yeah. some of the things related to maybe working in Indian country. Maybe some stuff you've yeah. done here for the tribe as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're talking about the Bosque tribe today, but I mean. For me, I've done work with the Navajo and, you know, just even listening to the radio this morning, you're talking about how serious COVID-19 was there. And it instantly hit me. I'm like, oh, my God, I've got friends there. And no matter what community, nation, tribe I've worked with, Arizona, New Mexico, um, even I used to work as a diversity um, advisor at a college in Ohio. But with the different groups that I've worked with, it's it's amazing the, the family feeling that you get. Like my wife and kids have met any of the different groups that I've had, been, had the opportunity to work with, Hopi, Navajo. Um, Yaki, Fort McDowell, everybody is so, if you want to say, welcoming in, almost like make you a part of the family. Like you, you teach your culture to everybody, but you also are respectful to other cultures. And I've always enjoyed it. So when I've worked uh, down in Tucson, you know, I've worked with uh, social service workers. I have worked with uh, some of, you know, it's your equivalent to GED, but, you know, working with members of the tribe to allow them to get an education or get jobs and get placement. That's where you and I first met that that community feel just always blew me away and i've actually you know taken that away and incorporated that into some of my speeches because with some of my speech when i go to groups i say you know what i was like positive cultures produce productive people and that's the one thing i've learned you know through your community is you know what we're, we're trying to work we're not saying we're perfect because there is no perfect but we'd like everybody to be their best so we're trying to create this culture you know when i've been there it's like hey frank will you come in we're going to be teaching our, our history, our legacy to the, the younger generation so it can continue to go. We don't want the elders to pass away and then groups don't have it. I've seen groups where they've lost their language now because of the younger groups. And to know that I can be a part of, one is, you know, when you talk about motivation, you know, motivating people, but 
motivation is just a feeling. Um, I tell people if I get invited out to speak, I'm on your podcast and I just make people feel good about themselves and I didn't do a good job. We have to be able to provide some type of resources or knowledge that people can go out and apply. So when I get a chance to speak, whether it be, you know, there in Tucson or around the world, that's become, um, the, the biggest piece is what's one thing somebody can implement or execute once they step off. So for me, I've been invited to speak down with the Yaki several times because they go, hey, you know what? The information you're sharing, you know, we've applied and people will ask me, you know, what have, have I taught? And many of it is how do we build stronger communities because not, no one person can do anything by themselves. So for anybody listening to this right now, you know, we talk about are you building a community? Are you building a team to, to help you out? Because it's not about you knowing everything. It's about you surrounding yourself with people who can help you you know, their, their, their combined knowledge, their combined experience right. can help you get to where you want to go. You know, I, I explain to people like, I don't know everything. I was like, but I probably know somebody who has an answer to your question. So the idea is I know that you are, you know, a DJ, but I know you work in HR. And I also know that, you know, you work with the leadership with the tribe there. So if I've got any questions, I don't have the answer. If someone asks me, okay, what's the programs? But I was like, Hey, you know what? I know Pete, let me go in and talk with him. And that's how we all have to be. We have to be these resourceful people where we think about, okay, I don't have to know about it, you know, know everything, but I do have to have the, the knowledge or a network or know how to go and find that knowledge and apply it. And that's, you know, what I'm really big about pulling out of people when I say about maximizing potential, we all have the potential to do great things. We have the potential to be our best, but it's our mental mindset that, you know, creates if we do it or not. I told people like, I know a lot of talented, you know, people with poor, poor results. And I know a lot of people who have quote, not a lot of talent, but they've got a lot of mental drive and they know a lot of people and they help get the result. So you'll see successful people. And I go like the only difference between successful people and non-successful people are they, you know, took the action to make something happen. You know, you, you reached out to me like, Hey Frank, will you be on my podcast? Yeah, let's go ahead. I mean, it, it didn't take, that doesn't necessarily take talent. You know, it takes a, a mental aptitude. And for everybody listening to this, that's the, that's the big piece is, do we have the proper mental mindset, the mindset of, you know what, I want to make, you know, X, Y, or Z a reality. You know, so I tell people, like, I help people transform their dreams into reality. And like, so what's the big dream that you're hungry for? And then what do you have to do to make it happen? If you don't have the resources to make it happen, then you need to find people with the resources, which is the knowledge or the information. And that's the beauty of so what you do with, you know, especially in the HR, the training that you do is, mm-hmm. is you're going, Hey, you know what? We are quote human resources. And if you don't have the knowledge or the resources come to us, we have that capital, those resources to help point you in the right direction, because that's what you're there for. You want people to produce these positive results. And for anyone listening, once again, if you don't have that knowledge or those resources, doesn't mean that you still can't achieve it. You just need to go to the right place. And whether it means it's a speaker listening to me speak, or it's going to be an elder, or it's going to be a family member, it's going to be a friend. You have to be able to just go and simply ask the question, seek the knowledge out and say, hey, here's where I want to go. Not be afraid to ask the question or ask for help because those are the people who step forward. And that's, that's pretty much what I do when I'm speaking is just saying, hey, you know what? You have the ability to do great things, but it's up to you to have the mental makeup of saying, Hey, you know what? Either you're going to say, I can't do it. Or you're like, you know what? I'm going to figure out everything to make it happen and do it. And if I come up to you right now and say, Hey Pete, can I have $5? You know, what, what would you say? Pete, can I have $5? Uh, 
Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. So, so you said sure. PayPal. So guess what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, PayPal, Vimeo, you know, I'll Zelle, whatever. So right. So yeah. So now I have five dollars. Okay. So when you ask a question, all you do is either stay in the same spot and move forward. If you said no, then I'm still here without five dollars. You and I are still friends. We're having a good time. I don't have five dollars now. If you give me the five dollars, and boom. I got $5. I'm like, okay, where's the best vegan taco truck? Cause I know that's how you eat. <laughs> you know, all so right. We'll go, we'll go find a spot. So when you ask the questions, all you ever do is move forward. You stay in the same spot or you move forward, but there's people who always are afraid to ask questions because right. they're, they're quote, they're afraid of the answer. And it's like, well, what's the answer? The worst thing the answer could be is no. You know, right. you know what I mean? So, so you didn't lose any ground. So as you said about the questions, you know, somebody's like, well, go ask them. It's like, oh, well, what if they say something I don't want to hear? What, you got a question. What don't you want to hear? <laughs> right. So, so it's funny how, once again, it's mentally how we, we limit ourselves. We, we, we limit ourselves with the fact of some people are more, uh, if you want to say, afraid of success than they are failure. But the world has so many negatives on us. It's almost like we've, we've accepted, you know, failure, you know, as a piece of, when I say failure, we're always going to mess up or, you know, fail. But it's like we let failure actually, if you want to say, um, paralyze us. So we don't take any action. And that's the, the ultimate thing for failure. It's like, hey, failure isn't the case of you try something and you don't do it right. Like that's, a, that's learning. Failure is like you never try at all and you quit. You don't ask the question. You don't proceed. You don't try to do anything. It's like, okay that's a bigger problem than, you know, like right now we're doing this podcast. I'm sure the first several times you come up on, you know, episode 20, you said I'm sure the first couple of times it didn't go well. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> the first but, yeah. episodes. Oh man. I don't even want to hear them. Yeah. But, but you, but you got, you got better but, and you keep getting right. better. So, so every time like I had a friend, somebody's like, he's like, yeah, it's like you either succeed or you learn. He's like, that's what it works out. He's like, failure is to quit. So for you, when you're going through this whole process of putting your podcast together, every time out is a learning, learning experience for me. Every time I jump on one of these interviews, it's a learning experience. First interview years exactly. ago, probably terrible. Now I'm one people like, oh, you must be so, well, yeah, I've done a lot of interviews now. So it's, it's pretty simple to, you know, for me, it's not necessarily quote simple. It's just, I've got an experience with this and I've asked the questions you and I talked before we got on here. You and I've had some, you know, communication before we know each other. Mm-hmm. I, I can talk openly on here, you know, it's, but it all came from asking questions. You're like, Hey Frank, are you available? I'm like, what are we going to talk about? What type of service program are you use for the camera? How are you recording? We ask all the questions and it allows us to be the best that we can possibly be. And that's, that's how you achieve excellence. Actually, that's a very good example of the podcast, going back to that. I was talking to a young gentleman a couple months ago, and he said, oh, yeah, a podcast. So I was like, yeah. And he said, I always want to start a podcast, but I don't know how. I said, well, I'll show you. Uh, I, don't, I don't have this. I don't have, I can, I'll show you. You can borrow my equipment. You can do this. Just start doing it. You know, just mm-hmm. don't. Don't, like you said, fear. Don't uh, uh, worry about the first episode. It's not going to be that whatever. Whatever you try in life, just, you know, try it. Ask the questions. You might say no, you might mess up or whatever, but that's a big part. Just 
motivation. You know, just do yeah. it. Just, right. just say yes, set a date, set a goal, and just do it. I mean, uh, if somebody listening wants to start a podcast, I can help them. I can show them. They can use my equipment. I just want them to start something. If they want to start a business, entrepreneur, if they want to exactly do YouTube, anything, just just start, you know, start doing something yeah. and, just, and listen right. to like yourself, Frank, other motivational people out there. There's a lot of content out there. I know you've written a book. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. we can change a little bit on that. Maybe yeah, we, we can, can pick we can. up your book and maybe there's something on there, inspirational or motivational that get, gets people you know, to start, you know, whatever they want to do. And yeah, like, I mean, and you don't even need this from the books that I've written. I've written several okay. books, but you talk about motivation because people are like, oh, yeah. he's a motivational speaker. And that's just the title is given. Like, cause I tell people like, well, I was like, I'm not a motivational speaker. I just, I give, you know, my content in a motivational way. But I, I share with people this one. I was like, I was like, I was like, I can inspire somebody. You can, you can inspire people who are listening, mm-hmm. but the person who motivates you looks at you in the mirror every day. That's the person who motivates you, right. you know, cause people are like, Oh, it's like, I need somebody to motivate me. No, it's like, no one can motivate you other than yourself. You've got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, as you said, I need help. I want to start a podcast. Okay. So you got to motivate yourself to go talk to Pete and say, Hey, Pete, ask the question, what can I do to start a you know, podcast? And then you're going to help out. But still, still from that point, you have to motivate yourself to ask the question. No one can make you ask the question. You have to show up, make the phone call, do the video to, to sure. talk with you. That's what has to happen. You know, even like with the book, you know, you're talking about my book. You're like, oh, like your book, you know, motivated me. I'm like, well, no, your your my book gave you the inspiration, you know, gave you the knowledge. Now you have to motivate every day and say, I'm going to apply what, you know, I read in the book or what I hear on the podcast. That's that's what, you know, people, you know, are up to. And, you know, I, I make a quote on stage, you know, a lot of times I tell people like the number one person who, you know, prevents you or leads you towards living your dreams looks at you in the mirror every day. So anytime you wake up or even the selfie camera on the deal, that's the person who has the number one impact on, are you, cause people are like, well, I grew up in a, you know, poor family. Okay. I grew up in a poor family too. I mean, that, that's just some, that's just me, you know, self-justifying because a lot of us will lie to ourselves. I'm, I, you know, I, I grew up on a reservation or I'm not poor enough or I'm not pretty enough or I don't have enough money. I don't have enough knowledge. Then you're already talking yourself out of things, you know, before you even get into it. You know, I'm sure for you and me, we've seen a lot of people. I know I've seen the experiences there with, with the tribe. There's a lot of people who didn't come from the best backgrounds who are doing very well today. And when I say doing very well, it's not a monetary thing. But it's a case of whatever the vision was they had in their head, they are living it right now. And they motivated themselves or they put themselves around people to help keep them motivated to, to, to go towards it. And that's what we all have to do. So when you, you ask me about a book or whatever, once again, I had to get around the right people. Um, for years, people were asking me to you know, write a book. And I told you, like, I didn't even like reading books. Like my mom had me in the weekly reader book clubs and all the different stuff. And yeah. if it was a comic book, I would read it. Okay, so it was a comic book, uh-huh. it's like, but the books, I'm like, oh man. But people kept asking me to write books, and the, the funny thing about writing the books, I think I've been a part now, like either five or six. I think I can check the numbers, uh-huh. or whatever. But um, I had somebody came up to me after a speech one time. He goes, "Hey, when are you going to write a book?" And like, well, I was like, I was like, I don't write. And they go, "Well, you have a blog, and you know, you've written like several hundred blogs." And I'm like, "Huh?" Like, you got several hundred pages worth of stuff. I'm like, oh. So the very first book I wrote, I just wrote it like a blog. And that's the, the big piece when I said about the way we look at ourselves in a mirror and we justify was when I got into the speaking thing and I got into writing books, I was trying to compare myself to other people. Mm-hmm. You know what? I can't be anybody else. I got to be the best me. Stop trying to be somebody else. 
realized people were following this blog and liking what I was, you know, writing. So then I was like, you know what? Then that's my writing style. I've, I've found what's in my soul. So I wrote my first book that way. I also, I'm very conversational. So all my books now are very conversational. When people read them, or even hear me speak, like, oh, it feels like Frank is actually there in the room with you. And, you know, one of my good friends, you know, helped me edit the first book and he saw the book and for people to talk about nothing's perfect. I, I gave him the first copy of the book and he looked at it and he goes, okay, I got some good news and bad news. I was like, okay. He's like, second half of the book's really good. First half of the book is junk. You know, and he didn't say it that way. And I was like, what's going on? He goes, yeah. He's like, he's like, you wrote it like you're writing a school paper and you wrote it like you're, you know, writing like a business thing. He goes, it's very, there's no emotion to it. There's no feeling. There's no soul. He goes, but the back end of it, he goes, is very much you. He's like, you need that. That's your writing style. He's like, you have to be you. It's got to reflect, you know, everything that, you know, you do out there has to reflect you and who you are. So that really, you know, helped out. So, you know, like I said, I've got a couple books and we can probably talk about website later, but the big book, especially right now that people are liking, and I'll probably bring it down when I come down to, you know, speak at the event is I've got a book that I wrote with a friend. We actually wrote it six years ago. And it's kind of funny. We wrote it six years ago. We wrote it for a group that says, hey, you're coming in to speak. Can you put together something quick for us? So we put this quick book together. We went down to like our friend's print shop in Kinko's, printed out a couple of copies, and we gave it to the people, and that was it. And we never actually published it. And then with you know the way our culture and society and the world's going, and now especially with COVID, we're like, oh, this is the perfect time to bring it out. So it's called 52 Ways to Shine, and it says discovering your value and leaving an impact. And the whole idea was – we came together and we'd written this thing about being an apple and we said apples have value and impact throughout history. You know, an apple has shown medical value and it's shown money value and people give it to the teacher as a sign of, you know, Hey, I value what you've done for me. So it's valuable, but it's also left an impact, whether it be on societies and history with gravity. And we're like, well, that's how people are. People have value, but many times they don't recognize that they're valuable until they, you know, recognize that they can provide an impact because, some people are like, well, I've got to be a doctor to be an impact, or I've got to be a politician. And no, it's like the person who just hope, opens the door for somebody because they're carrying their groceries. You know, people are like, oh, wow, they, they valued me. I, you know, they, so we put this book together. We said, hey, there's 52 weeks out of the year. How about we give one statement with you know, a couple of questions to reflect? I was like, okay, how can I show my value and show my impact? So that's been the big one because right now people are feeling less than valuable right now, whether it be through the workplace or right now, because people have lost their jobs, people are are, are losing that value. And when you don't feel value, valuable or valued, then guess what happens? You really can't impact anybody. But if you feel valuable, whether it be, you know what, I'm really good about being a DJ. I'm really good about opening doors for people. I'm really good about cooking. I'm really good about talking to my friends. I'm really good about, you know, just, you know, listening to people, those are all things that have value because our world, we put this value piece on, okay, you got to be rich. So if you're rich, that you're valuable. Well, well, no, there's a lot of people in our lives, especially as you said, what your culture teaches, where it's just like, okay, well, here's the elder. They're going to be telling us the stories of our history. Right. And why are they telling me that value? So it's like, oh, so I can go ahead and respect the land or respect others. And that's leaving a lasting impact. You know, so you asked me what legacy mean? That's that's the impact. So that's been the book where I've had some people who've been like, had a group a few weeks ago where I'm like, Oh, 10 books just sold like through a like order. And I found out who it was. And I went through and they go, Oh yeah, our conference just got canceled. We don't want the students to be less than motivated and we're feeling kind of down. So yeah, I just went ahead and bought those books for all my student leaders to keep them motivated. And then another group wrote, it's like, well, Hey, it's like, we want you to speak at our conference and we've got a lot of government officials. And many times they got people who are yelling at them because they're court employees and they think, that, you know, they're the worst. They're going to send them to jail. And they, they don't feel valued. 
would you be willing to speak on that? So this wasn't even listening on my website, but because they saw the book, <laughs> they go, will you come back and speak on it? I'm like, sure. I was like, we'll put a program together for you. So, so, you know, that's, that's the book, but you know, the reason I'm not quote bragging about myself, it's more for your listeners. We all have some type of special talent that we have to recognize ourselves for that we have. And yeah, in some cases you can get compensated for it, but it's not really a thing about that type of deal. It's like, am I going to get compensated? It's like, what type of impact does it leave? Is it going to change somebody's life in a positive way or a negative way? That's, that's the thing we have to do. Like whatever we go for, it's like, Hey, is this going to have a positive impact or a negative one? And that's what I love pushing people to do is like thinking like, Hey, how can you be this positive difference maker and life changer? Cause God has born, you know, created you to be that a difference maker and life changer, but your actions are going to determine, are you going to be a positive one or a negative one? And, right. and that's what we have to decide is, Everything that we do during the day, you know, is like how we treat each other, how we communicate, how we think. That's going to determine, you know, how we, we, we make this world better, how we get through this crisis. You know, I've got neighbors right now where neighbors are struggling with a job or someone's like, hey, got stuck in a rainstorm. I'm like, hey, could you pick us up? We're like, sure. Are we rolling into money right now? No, but it's like it's something we can do. Somebody, you know, we offered somebody to come over for dinner because they got stuck because they had to go back to another country. I mean, just the, the simple gestures. And that's what I learned when I did some trainings there. It's like, the simple gestures of how we, we treat one another, how we treat our community, how we treat our environment, that's something we can all do. You don't have to be rich or famous to do that. I mean, that's just something as soon as once you just get out the bed and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to treat people good today. I love what you're, you're talking about there, Frank. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's very inspirational, like you said, and motivational. Um, a lot of people are, are at home actually dealing with, with COVID. It says, yeah. I saw one of your recent posts and it says you're on a podcast tour. I know I'm active and this is the health and wellness, I guess, podcast, so to speak, but I like to go hiking. I know you're a hiker. Maybe yeah. you can talk a little bit about what you're doing to get yeah. you know, out there and fitness mm-hmm. and get healthy, maybe a little bit of things you yeah. like okay. in your family. Cool. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Um, obviously, Pete, I'm like, I know that, you know, on here, I know we we're going to talk about at some point, but we're talking about, you know, just health and wellness. So, you know, I like to tell people healthy mind, healthy spirit, healthy soul. Oh, but um, for me, uh, people are like, oh, wow, you like to eat healthy. You like to get out and hike and exercise. And they're like, why do you do it? And the big one is, you know, me and my wife, we started late in life with, with having our kids. And our case is that we said, you know what, we, we can't control, you know, God controls that, how long we're going to be on this planet. But we can, we can do what we can control. So I always tell people, like, stop worrying about what you can't control. So I can't control if, you know, there's going to be a car, airplane, you know, something. I can't control that. But I can control exercising, um, you know, the content that I absorb as far as reading. I can, you know, watch what I eat. And for everybody listening to this, you know, people will see me and they go, okay, he looks like he's, you know, healthy. And it was funny where last year I got a client and he owned a health and wellness center. And when I met you, Pete, you know, you asked me and I was like, yeah, I was like, I was eating, you know, I converted to eating, you know, vegan pretty much majority of the time. I'd, I'd have my breakdowns. I'm not going to say I was, I was perfect. You know, no, nobody's perfect. No. And I was like, I was, I, and I was feeling good with it. But what happens is because a lot of us don't go ask the questions and don't really go study. I I was like, oh, well, that's vegetables. You know, I'm going to go eat it. And I went to a health and wellness check. My wife um, and I were going into a friend. He goes, hey, we're doing health and wellness checks for people. You know, you come in and do samples. So we went in and went through the whole physical piece, but they also did blood work on us. And when the blood work came back, it said I was uh, one point off of being pre-diabetic, which just blew me I know you constantly talk about, hey, get your blood checks and, you know, check it. So right. it blew me because, you know, when you hear that, I'm going to like, you know, 
people think that we, we look at the physical outside and it's not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside. And the inside was saying, Hey, you know, you need to fix stuff, cholesterol, all this. So we actually did a food check, you know, the food diary for a week. And when they came back they go, yeah, it's like, you're not eating unhealthy food, but in the proportions and when you're eating it is the issue. Mm. And that just changed. So I actually had to go through a whole, went through a whole program where we got signed up after that, where it was a piece of one is learning how to work out properly, how to eat properly, how to rest properly. And I've definitely seen the impact. Now, part of that meant that I actually had to incorporate some healthier, you know, you know, meats into my life, you know, so I'm still, I don't do the dairy or don't do the processed foods. So, you know, that piece there, but it was amazing. And part of it was just to keep yourself active and moving. And my wife and I said, you know, we want to be around for our kids as long as possible. So you said about the hiking. So this year I made the goal, you know, in Arizona, there's so much beautiful stuff to do. Uh, I, I'm up here in Phoenix. We've got within 15 minute drive, like three or four mountain parks that can just go hiking. And so I said, this year, the goal is, I was like, I want to hike 52 times. And if people follow me on social media, you can go follow Frank Kitchen on Instagram. I usually will post on there. It's like, hey, like yesterday was hiking 14. We went up to the McDowell Mountains and we climbed around. So I, I put the post up. But that's the case is, you know, I want to go go hiking. And some people, I've had followers come and join me. Um, at the end of every year, I do an end of the year hike where I invite people to come out and hike and end their year on a high note. So we find a mountain to climb on and we plant flags on the top. Yeah, the I saw our, Yeah, our flags have the goals for the year. But um, the, the healthy piece is just going, you know, I want to be around as long as possible, but I don't want to be in any pain I'm doing like I said I want to I want to be the best me possible and that involves just you know you know it doesn't mean you have to go be in a gym every day but you know we we go out for a walk we go hike we go do a gym I'll I'll do some you know workouts exercise bands can't go into gyms now because the gyms are closed but but you know you you find the different pieces and you know I know you know this one you you can see how much better you feel and that's that's the big one is just the way you feel. And then for me also as a speaker, um, I perform better. I, I, you know, I told people like, well, why do you eat that way? I'm like, well, I consider myself like, you know, an athlete, you know, or you watch some, you know, I got to travel around the country. I'm on planes. I'm in in and out of places. I got to work either early in the night, you know, or morning, (laughs) late at night. And, you know, when someone invites me out to come perform and speak, they're expecting me to be at my best. And Mm -hmm. if I am not taking care of myself physically or mentally and putting junk in my body, I'm not, you know, guess what? I'm not going to perform well. You know, tell people yeah. like, you know, what about your health? I'm like, you've always posted like your health has been excellent the last several years, right? Like I have a business. I want to be at the best I'm at, even at this podcast, like right now or at work or whatever you do, you want to be at your best. You don't want to be tired. You don't want to be sluggish. You want to be fresh. Yeah. You're fresh. <laughs> you want yeah. to be, you know, at the top, like an, like an athlete, you have to take care of yourself and you have to um, also be there for your kids and you know mm-hmm. you know live and because gosh i see some guys and actually i have a story your your yearly hike that you do mm-hmm. at the end of the year hike actually it was inspiring for me i started one here in tucson nice i don't know if you know about that but no, i, I have know. a i have a year in hike i saw your post and i couldn't make it so i said i'm gonna i got inspired by what you're doing with the year in hike and i started one here in tucson just myself. This is going to be the second year. The next uh, 2020 is going to be, well, 2021. It'll be the third year. I mean, it inspired, yeah, it inspired me to do that. Yeah. And, so and that's the thing. We have a bigger, a bigger turnout. You know, I'll put it on Facebook and we'll put, yeah. you know, I try to get some, uh, definitely get people motivated, you know, come on out, you know, yeah. a new year, and, you know, let, 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 get out to the, to, if it, it's, it's a famous hiking spot here in Tucson. Mm-hmm. 
I tell them, even if you've never been there, just hike, you know, just show up. Just yeah. go hike a little bit. Maybe just, just a little bit. first part. Maybe do a little bit more. Go halfway, you know. But yeah, you're definitely an inspiration as far as that. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's great to hear that because, you know, the, the one I want to share with your listeners is this mm-hmm. one too. Is like, if you can't find it, then just go create it yourself because I'll hear people like, oh, I can't afford to go on that, that walk or that hike or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, why do you got to go pay 50 bucks to get a t-shirt? You know what? Get a call a couple of your friends and like you said, come meet me at the mountain. Let's go go hiking. It doesn't have to be anything major. And like for me, like with my hike, we'll be going to the fourth year this year, you know, to explain to people what's going on yeah. is, you know, there's a mountain, there was Camelback Mountain in Phoenix. And I had some friends who were talking about, it's like, oh yeah, we haven't gone hiking up that mountain together. It's like, well, you know what? We should get, get together. And then we were talking about, it's like, well, that'll be my New Year's resolution. We're like, well, why should we wait till New Year's? So every year, the Sunday before New Year's, I tell people, meet me at this spot. My family comes along, my kids, my wife, because my kids got mad at me because they couldn't do it the first year. So they come along too. And literally, we, I get people together, like, hey, just meet me at the top of the mountain. And I say, you know what? This is you know, a metaphorical way on how to, whatever your big dream is, because your big dream is just like climbing a mountain you know, to go hiking. So guess what? We will climb to the top of this mountain. And guess what? When you achieve a goal or a dream, we all love the view. When you get to the top of the mountain, everybody goes up for the view. So whether your dream is to start a business, get a degree, education, take care of your kids, we, we enjoy the experience and the view. And it's been amazing for me each year how it does keep growing. And then the funny thing was the first year I provided prizes for people. The last several years, people have been seeing the post and saying, hey, Frank, can I donate to you? So I had one person where she really wanted to get her health better. And I go, why should we wait till New Year's Day to do it? You know, let's start now. That's the perfect time to start anything now. And don't don't wait. So this year it was like 40 degrees. It was cold. People were calling off. They're like, I can't make it. It's too cold, blah, blah, blah. And my one friend had a group of friends where she wanted them to come out and they all backed out and she showed up like, Hey, where are your friends? Like, well, they didn't come, but I knew I needed to be here. She's like, I gotta get my health better for the new year. So she did the whole hike. She was sweating and like even part way of like, Hey, you can stop right here. She goes, no. She's like, I'm came here to go to the top. She gets to the top, plants her flag, but here's the best part about it. She was about to call out that day. The grand prize I had was a Three night, um, three day, three night deal. Travel company I work with yeah. donated um, a trip. You know, t- nice. You know, uh, res- resort stay, uh, suite in Las Vegas. Francis wow. won that wow. because she she showed up, and that's what it is with life. We 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 have to to show up. You know, and as you said, you go. Oh, you didn't go. I can't make it up to Phoenix. You're like I'll just create my own, and that's what we have to do. My last name's Kitchen, so I tell people, I'm like, if you can't go to the restaurant and do it, then guess what? How many of us have worked at home to try to recreate something we've had at a restaurant to, to make it our own. And that's what we have to do. And that's why I even incorporate my name in so much is going, we, we, we have to just, you know, work towards, you know, getting the results and by any ways, any ways possible, you know, legal ways possible. I don't want anybody to do anything illegally, but it's, you know, what, what can, what's within our, our means within our deal. You know, you don't have to go run a marathon. You can just walk down to the street corner. That could be, be your mountain or your marathon. In our culture, going back to the Yaki culture or any native culture, that's one of my biggest goals is to get people motivated, get them walking, get them, get them doing things. Even if it's little tiny little steps to go quarter mile, half a mile, do a mile. Yeah. If you got to walk, if, I like to run. I wish I could run more, but I can only do maybe like a 5K. Prior to this, when I changed my life, I couldn't even run at all. The last couple year two i've done several 5k so i mm-hmm. i i show people you know you can do it you know i was at this point i couldn't do nothing but now hopefully i can inspire at least 
couple people and, like yourself. And as you said, we feel good. It makes you really can, we can adjust different pieces. So if your body's not built to run a longer, dis- longer distance, then mm-hmm. guess what? Like you said, you do 5K. So instead of one 5K, maybe you sign up, you know, the first year is five 5Ks. Or yeah. first year is one 5K, next year is five 5Ks, and the next year might be 10. So it's like I'm going because that's what your, your body is saying, hey, here's what I can do. But as you said, you're still you're still moving. You know, there's no we're not telling that you have to go do a triathlon because you know people are like oh, I was like can't do it. And like my wife will tell her mom because she's got some issues working with health. She's like, hey mom, she's like, just get up and walk around your house today, or just get up and go to the mailbox today. She's like, just just get moving. She's like, it doesn't have to be anything big. She goes, and then next day go to the mailbox twice, and the next day go to the mailbox three times. It's like and you'll start to build it up. But we we're in this instant gratification type of culture where it's like, oh, if I can't do it all right now, but everything in life takes baby steps to, right. to get up. You know, you don't go try to do it all at once. Cause you know, then you end up hurting yourself, you know, for you and I, we've got businesses, right? My business was not the way it was, you know, today that it was five years ago. And I know five years from now, it'll be a lot further ahead than it is now. So it's like, we're always striving to get better. We, we can always strive to give our best. We will never be perfect. So stop trying to be perfect. It's just like, Hey, what's the best you can do today. So if the best you can do today for anybody listening to this is just to put on, running shoes and tie them, then that's what you do today. You wake up and you tie your shoes today. And then the next day you wake up and you get the shoes on and you walk out the front door. And, and what's happening is we're starting to build habits of, okay, I got to wake up early. I got to start this piece. Mm-hmm. And eventually a few months from now, it's like, oh, you know what? I, I wake up at this time. I get my shoes on and I'm joining Pete for his walk or for his hike. I know you, you do a lot of social media. I'm big on social media. I love, I think it's a good way to reach mm-hmm. your audience and, if, even if it's for colleagues or if it's personal, I use Facebook, I use Instagram, Twitter. I'm big. I love Twitter. Um, but we'll post your your uh, social media accounts on our cool at the um, that way people can reach you. Uh, yeah, I'm always about that's, that's why I'm jumping out. on these podcasts now. It's just a yeah. way to get the content out. Yeah. I can't do it on stage, so I just right. find a new I'll, way. I'll, I'll put them on the podcast notes so people can find your content and your social media pages because. But um, I noticed on your <clears throat> on your Facebook post, you're doing a podcast tour. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's kind of cool. I've never, I mean, yes. I've heard of podcasts, but a podcast tour. Maybe you could talk even even some yeah. of the podcasts. We can mention them too. Yeah. So yeah. So you're, you're you're talking a podcast tour. So a lot of times, yeah. like as a speaker or a performer, people say like, you know, I'm going on a, a music tour. Or I'm going on speaking tour. Well, right now because of COVID nineteen, I can't travel. But the idea is I still want to get my content out to places. So a uh, recommendation of a friend who runs like a top 50 podcast, oh. you know, was going, hey, he's like, he's like, you know what, to still get your information and your knowledge out there, even during this crisis, like, hey, you should start contacting all these different, you know, podcasts that, you know, align with what you, your message is, which is, you know, how to maximize your potential, how to transform dreams into reality, how to, you know, be good at being an entrepreneur, how to speak in public. Mm-hmm. So I started to reach out to groups like yourself. And several, you know, came back. So I've got uh, one group where, as of this this recording, it's a group. It's called um, Beautiful Influence. So they talk about how people's actions can influence the world in a beautiful way and positive. So I've got that one. I've got this one coming up in a few uh, next week. Or whatever, it's called the Brand Domination. So we talk about how to put your brand together because people always will see my live fresh and green. So I'm on that podcast. Then I had a podcast for young entrepreneurs where I got on. Then I, there's a gentleman who's getting people into professional speaking and he's got his podcast and I jumped onto that one. So over the next couple of weeks here, the goal is to hit anywhere between 10 to 20 podcasts. Wow. Right now I'm lined up for five or six and we're still getting some, you know, got to close out dates, 
but uh, whether it be a podcast or Facebook Live, um, I'm going around and sharing my knowledge and information with people. So when we say a podcast tour, many podcasts are always looking for you know, great content and they're looking for messages that align with what their audience are looking for. So for right now I'm on, on this tour, like, you know, when I write the next book and I'll probably go on a book tour on, on the podcast that way. But yeah, it's just a, it's something fun. Um, and you know, it's interesting to talk to the host because usually they have their own business or their own brand. So it's, it's interesting to learn about them and, you know, you, you get some unique collaborations. So once again, I've got Pete more now in my network. So if I know anybody who speaks on health and nutrition or, you know, healthy living, or even I've got my friend who, you know, is starting a native owned business and he works with, you know, tribes all around the country. Oh, you know what? I can connect you too. I can get them on your podcast. So yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of case where I just get to keep, you know, keep practicing what I preach by going on to these shows. Sounds good. All right, Frank. So we're winding down the podcast. It's been an hour or so. I want to thank you for being on our podcast. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience? Um, Again, I'm very, very grateful for you being on the podcast. So anything else you want to share with the audience before we uh, end our yeah. little session here tonight? Yeah, the big piece right now is like, you know, I've got a relationship with you and I, I want to have a you know relationship with your, your audience here and I want people to stay connected. I'm not just going to jump on here and disappear. So, so the big piece is for anybody listening to this one right now, go follow me. Um, my website is frankkitchen.com. So Frank Kitchen, like the room. Dot com, or if you just look up Frank Kitchen on any social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you will find me. If you got any questions about what you've heard today, um, go ahead and, and you know just jump on and let me know. And then also just as a little special piece is if you need a little extra motivation, uh, shoot me um, a message. Say that you, let me know that you heard this podcast. And what we'll do is I, every you know quarter I have like free gifts to give to people, whether it be samples of a book, worksheets, um, some swag. You know what? Write me now. This is what we're going to show right now. I tell people, it's like successful people aren't more talented. Successful people go for what they want. So if you want to have like a little free gift that I can send to you, mm-hmm. just go ahead and, you know, find my social media, send me a message, say, hey, I was on Pete's, I listened to Pete's, you know, podcast, you know, what's the freebie for this month? And we will work something out, whether it be a coaching session, we will work something out. But that's how I want to take care of your listeners, Pete, because you take care of me. Awesome. That sounds really good. Thanks, Frank. Uh, yeah, thank you. I always end my podcast with health as wealth. And also, uh, I always say, make it a great day.